Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Get over here, hit that fatality, release your animality, watch out for the babality, and maybe prepare for some friendship as we talk Mortal Kombat on Normies Like Us. It has begun. Been chosen. For what? Mortal Kombat. on HBO Max the exact same day. You heard it up top. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. And this time, we're talking a death match. That's right, it's Mortal Kombat. You're on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Colin Cage. Uh, Mike Taro, not present in this movie. Oh, I was going to be Jacob Cage. What? I don't so want to be Cage. Fight it out for the Cage name. He's the, he's the coolest character. <laughs> The character that's not in the new movie. Yeah. That's not right. in the new movie. Mataro is in one of the other movies. And uh, on this episode, we're going to kind of talk about the new movie, but also look at kind of um, the history of Mortal Kombat movies. Does this stack up to what some have called the best video game movie of all time? It, with the original, Ooh. we'll find out as we get into it. But yeah, we're out here um, fighting to the death, as Colin said. It's Mortal Kombat. We've done an earlier episode on it, so... You know, going around, Jacob, you weren't on that episode, so I want to ask mm. you right off the bat, what's your history with Mortal Kombat? You know, do you have a favorite character, and what did you Jacob do to Blade. prepare for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, my history is not that much. I mean, I kind of, I'm not really a fan of fighting games too much, but uh, my knowledge of it is essentially, like, I know the characters' names, some of them, like, I know common knowledge kind of things about Mortal Kombat. But actually, I might say I'm a bit of an expert now because over the weekend I did watch not Mm. only the new film, but I watched the two 90s movies about Mortal Kombat. Uh, And so now I would say I'm I'm an expert, you know? So you watched uh, the 95 classic and Annihilation as well. Classic is one word that you could describe it with. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if it's the word I I would describe it. It's classic with a K. Guys. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> is it the best video game movie ever made? I would say no, but uh, I, oh, it is because you have that giant Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider poster <laughs> behind you right now. We can all see yeah, it. Right? right, the new Tomb Raider was pretty good. Um, I might put that up there, but uh, I've heard that's fairly underrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's certainly uh, faithful to the the games, the '95 version. Uh, I think you know the new version. Uh, is it is it great? No, but is it is it better or is it worse than the '90s version? I think maybe we can hash that out today. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Hey, I mean, did you grow up with the '90s one? Did you watch it as a no? This was really or? my first time watching '95 uh, Mortal Kombat as that well as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, and yeah, I kind of I was on I was like I've I've seen certain like parts of it before. Like I've been in the room when it was on, but I've never really kind of committed to paying attention to it uh until this weekend and for my favorite character i'd have to say just going back to the old school games i was always a scorpion guy Mm. uh you know i thought you know the ninjas were cool and i thought scorpion with his like kunai on a string thing was on a rope was uh uh, pretty dope mm -hmm. he'd be like get over here so i'm gonna go with scorpion Nice, nice. Okay, Colin, let's bring us up to speed Look, your Mortal Kombat history. Guys, we talked about it. We have a Mortal Normies episode. Go back and listen. Normies Combat, whatever we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
Jacob, ninjas were cool. You know, we've done <laughs> right. Karate Kid episodes. We've done this stuff. We talked about what it meant to 90s, early 2000 kids, the Asian mysticism stuff. Seven years old to nine years old. I wore my scorpion costume for Halloween, and my brother wore his Sub Zero costume. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was a ninja I was. for Halloween for like five years in a row as a kid. Easily. I mean, I, Easily. I was in karate classes. I was watching Power Rangers. So I was kind of all about like ninjas back yes. then, for sure. The mm-hmm. idea that you guys don't think I, in front of a mirror in my karate dojo, put on sunglasses and tried to do a shadow kick, you know, just like sliding across the, the gym like mat. Like, cage. come on, are you kidding? Um, oh, heck yeah. Had the game. You know, we had a Sega, so I had the bloody version or whatever. You know, liked Mortal Kombat enough. It's one of those things. I mean, you know, again, we didn't have the internet. I didn't know how to do things in it. When people say button mashing, all that fucking dumb stuff, you don't know how to do special moves. What I liked no. about this new movie is the the bumbling idiots going like, Arcana? Like, how do you even shoot a laser? It's like, yeah, that was six-year-old Colin not knowing right. how to use Kano's special moves. <laughs> it's like, how stuff, do you activate so. the combos and the special powers? Yeah. So they're translating exactly. the obtuseness of the game mechanic to the story yes. structure of the I movie. I think in yeah. several okay. interesting ways. But look, <laughs> Yeah, that I, is I, one I s- thing... You know, I liked about the new movie is like some of the uh, references to the game and like just uh, how some of the fights that like when he's sweeping the leg when they're training, like that feels like he's just doing a move Brilliant. from the game, right? Do you Maybe know any slavish. Moves, mate? Maybe yeah. slavish references, but uh, we'll we'll talk about it. But look, saw mm-hmm. the original, I think probably a rental. Saw Annihilation in theaters. Rewatch them for this podcast. Watch the new one, HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original. We'll talk about that a little bit has also an animated movie that came out in 2020, Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Watch that as well. Then I'm talking to my brother. Go, what else? What else can I do? You know, we're talking Mortal Kombat. I want to talk about who we played as. I was a Johnny Cage kid. He was a Raiden kid. Um, Mm -hmm. He goes, look up the video, you know, for the most recent one. You can just watch those CGI cutscene movies. I watched the three-hour and 40-minute compilation movie for Mortal Kombat 11 as well. I am wow. in this universe now, Mike. Oh, incredible. Colin, oh, I really appreciate that. Did you know there's also the uh, like web series that they made back in like a, the A failed 2000s. weird TV series, which yeah. I didn't get to check out. But in my mind, I'm watching all this stuff. And we'll talk about this too. I'm thinking, does this exist more as a TV show? But we'll, we'll get into opinions. I want to know, Mike, yeah. Mike, what, what did you watch? So just for this, you know, I watched the new movie pretty much explicitly but i grew up on the original like that thing was on repeat vhs you know we talked you know like a big robin shoe fan you know uh Liu kang from the original um also beverly hills ninja shout outs should have done more stuff <laughs> um mortal kombat annihilation also one of the worst video game movies ever made bar none uh i also watched that on repeat though probably i've seen that more than most people on this earth for whatever reason i just kept the vhs playing yeah so grew up those and um i watched like the 10 minutes of that scorpion's revenge just to see kind of the tone and it was pretty badass i I think i gotta definitely go finish it but interesting i am the kind of person who grew up with the games we had the bloody version uh we talked about last kid in the room syndrome where if you're the youngest kid all the cool characters are picked so you get the leftovers because the older people got them but i i uh reptile fell to me Mm, in the draft and i've always been a reptile fan uh and back in the day you know i always thought this was funny like 
So Scorpion and Sub-Zero are just kind of color-flipped versions of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And Reptile, back in the day, was just a green version of them. And he didn't really yeah. become fully reptil- reptilized until later, right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 4, he actually looks more lizard-like. And yeah. we'll, I'll talk Damn. about that because he is in this movie. And we will be talking spoilers for this movie and kind of the legacy of Mortal Kombat, as it were. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of this franchise. I haven't played the games in a while since 9, but I really, really like 9. That's like the reboot where they do a lot of time travel and it's like a, a big retcon where they bring totally. it back to life. Mm. So, but none yeah, of us, uh, I mean, we're not it. playing the, you know, Terminator versus RoboCop version that they got now, right? I'm not. Ninja Turtles, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've not played uh, any Superman. of that. Superman? You know, <laughs> that's Injustice. It's the same, baby. It's yeah. All it reminds same. me of like Marvel versus Capcom, where it's just like characters that you know never should be in the same universe, just like fighting each other for some reason. Well, you're the champions of Earth, and that could be anybody, including Leatherface or Jason <laughs> Voorhees. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Mortal Kombat normies, I think we're here. Let's get in the ring. The tournament's about to begin. So let's uh, suit up. Check for any uh, weird dragon tattoos. See if we can unlock Arcana while we talk Ooh. Mortal Kombat. Normies like us. We're back. We're in the ring. We're about to use some fatalities when we hit you with some facts about mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Fatality. Um, we're going to talk kind of by the facts movies. And logic, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk the movies kind of in order before we get to the new one and then really dive deep on that. But we should point out as well, Prince Jotaro or Prince Joro, right, is, Joro, uh, yeah. is not with us today. No, Joro. Oh, yeah, Joro yes. is not. He's been Joro. called to Outworld on an important mission. Um, yes. The, I thought you were talking about JoJo's bizarre adventure for a minute. There. Oh, there we go, Jotaro. too. Yes. He's off fighting the people from JoJo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird tournament. They're trying to take over the anime universe. Outworld really wants the anime <laughs> universe. So we'll see if he's successful uh, when he joins us next time. But uh, meanwhile, yeah, the uh, the Fighters 3 here doing it up. Um, original movie, as I kind of said, and I'm one of the people in this camp where I think it's one of the best video game movies ever made. And what I mean is it's like fairly accurate as far as doing the tournament thing and like the settings and the whole shtick of like, it's a, it's a tournament for the fate of earth. Right. And that's fairly accurate. And it's like very representative of the game and the martial arts are pretty good. They get the powers, right? There's no blood and gore. It's PG 13, but I think it's really good. Then the sequel annihilation is absolutely atrocious, (laughs) terrible CG, terrible everything. But you know, there's some interesting characters. You get the robots, cyborg Cyrax, and then, right. The weird web series that probably would have been a Netflix original nowadays. It was maybe 10 years too early. And some of the animated stuff. And then 2021, we have this. But uh, this first movie, you know, what do we? What do you guys like about it? What do you remember most about it? Well, let me come in with my hot take. Because yeah. I would Ooh. probably disagree that it's the, the best superhero movie ever made. I thought no. it was uh, as a movie or uh, video game movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Not superhero. But uh, as a movie, I would say it's bad. Uh, it is faithful to <laughs> the uh, games. I can't deny that, but um, I would argue that it's not a good movie. Uh, there are Have some. Have you seen Street parts. Fighter? <laughs> no, with uh, John Claude okay. Van Damme, right? But uh, which he turned yeah. down the role of Johnny Cage to be in uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. 
Well, it certainly looks better than that movie, but I would say uh, it's fun. It's like cheesy. I like the martial arts, but uh, as a movie, it was, uh, you know, the plot was just very confusing to me. The characters, you know, some, some were well acted, some are like not well acted. Like, and when I mean well acted, I mean kind of just very hammy and over the top. Like, uh, no, you know, no. Shang Tsung, the guy who plays Shang Tsung in 95 is amazing. Dude, Yuki, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He, yeah, kills he was it. probably my favorite part. Him and uh, Liu Kang, classic, you know, great, great casting there. Some casting in that movie, not so great. And the special effects uh, don't exactly hold up, I would say. You know, wow. to compare it to Annihilation, I would say they're almost on the same level in terms of, um, you know, the effects. I will say 95 is better, but. Uh, you know, it's the same kind of like, okay, this is also a testament to practical effects holding up over yes. time better <laughs> yeah. than digital effects, right? Because just looking at the 95 movie, you have Goro, which is a practical effect. Yep. He looks pretty good. He holds up. Uh, Reptile, on the other hand, not, not so much. Well, not so much. Um, <laughs> Can I hit you with one other thing, though, that you haven't said yet? Sets. Yeah. You know, that first one has practical sets, Jacob. I think that makes right. it look great, too. The sets Some of the are location great. Location uh, shots are nice, yeah. Yeah, the thing I don't like is the sky effect of like you know the. <laughs> hey, the, the new one reuses that, so I don't want to hear it. Right. Annihilation did it even twice as much. They just turned the <laughs> yeah. filter on double. Yeah, but I will say like some of the acting is is very fun. Like Shang Tsung, like I said, uh, Raiden, the guy who plays Raiden in the '95 version, is great and uh, has a very like strange accent. I I don't know where what it's from. Like you know. He's, he's like a British guy Christopher or something. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. He's French, French. Swiss. <laughs> the guy they replace him with in in Annihilation not not as good. Uh, so James Remar. Yeah, uh, but overall, I kind of watched. I watched the new one first, then I watched ninety five, then I watched Annihilation, and I felt okay. like they got progressively worse as I was watching them. I I so. think that's the perfect order to watch them in personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would argue, you know, we'll talk about the new one, but I think there are some things that are better in the new one. Some things are better in the 95 version. But just in that order of you doing them, weren't you kind of shocked? Because I kind of did it the same way. I watched the new one twice, but I watched it before. I watched the old ones, then I watched it again. Mm -hmm. Weren't you kind of shocked how similar the plots were? Well, I think the biggest problem or one of the biggest problems with the new one is that they're not doing the tournament. Like, the whole point of Mortal mm. Kombat is it's a tournament, right? But this is... The plot of the new one is so weird. Like, I don't... I, I know they're planning for a trilogy. Who knows if they'll even get sequel to this, but uh, this is kind of a pre-tournament, and then the next movie is supposed to be the tournament, but they should have just focused on the tournament in this one because this movie... The plot of this movie made no sense. Yeah, and that's where sure. I give point to the original because this was marketed to us... With, oh, there's a tournament. There's a tournament. It's going to be a tournament. And it was basically a prequel to tournament, prelude to tournament. Right. And that kind of put a lot of fans off, including myself, where it's like, you promised a tournament and you gave me a prequel. At least the original does give you the tournament format. Um, and we'll and see if it gets a sequel. Um, it's definitely yeah. sequel baited at the end, but we'll see how, how well it does oh, sure. if it gets yeah, a sequel. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, I don't even understand what they're doing, like what the plan is. Like they're going to defeat the champions before the tournament by fighting, but you'd be fighting in a tournament anyway. So it doesn't, it's very confusing. It's very weird. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Let me ask Colin then the original two that, you know, if we want to just get past, you know, uh, uh, 95 and Annihilation, you know, what are your thoughts on those having rewatched them recently? Yeah. If Jacob's given the thoughts on the first one, I'll just jump to the second and say, 
I was so shocked to remember this period in history, guys, when people making sequels to movies was like the worst thing you could possibly do. It was like the lowest point of your life. Johnny Cage makes the joke in the first one. No, I'm not doing another Mime Ninja one. If I had to do a sequel, you know, they'd kill me or whatever. The, literally in the second one, you don't get the same actors coming back. The budget shrinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like anyone would be embarrassed to do it. Think about how the world works now. Everybody who is in this new one is like, you know, hey, I've yeah, I've thrown out to the producers Mortal Kombat colon Sonya Blade. You know, maybe <laughs> I get like a Netflix original series, you know, that leads into two. It's like, Jesus Christ. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sequels are seen very differently now. Like if you're not planning yeah. your movie to be a part of a bigger shared universe then you're not you're doing something wrong as a studio these days but yeah back in the 90s paul ws anderson didn't even want to come back to do annihilation uh they like you said they recasted everyone except for uh luke kang, luke and, kang katana. and katana yeah yeah uh you know it's it's very strange but i'll just say this about annihilation i just finished watching that earlier today and they have a that hollow earth in that we love hollow earth here godzilla yeah. right you know <laughs> mike i hated that the minute that sequence came up where they went through the earth i said yeah, god yeah. damn it it's another hollow earth movie and then he says it's powered by the heat of the core of the earth and i said okay the mortal Kombat universe still makes sense isn't quite hollow yet. right I would argue that movie I could not follow at all. And I was just kind of watching it. And I was like, wait, what's what's happening again? Yeah, that movie was aggressively bad, I think. Yeah, it was Findel. Too bad you will die. There's some really great <laughs> lines uh, in, in that yeah. film. If you watch them in a row, though, Jacob, if you found this, Shang Tsung in the first one does say, I am the emissary for the emperor. Right. Now, that doesn't, you know, help... That no. in the second one, literally, Liu Kang says, but we won. Why is this happening? <laughs> and James right. Remar says, who knows? <laughs> well, you get Shao Kahn at the very end of the first one. He looks completely different than he does yeah. in Annihilation, but he's kind of like a giant monster. And then they all do the pose at the end, and then it kind of ends. Uh, cut to Annihilation. He's just he's just a bald guy who's, who's Raiden's brother, yeah. apparently. Uh, but I think Annihilation suffered because it didn't have Shang Tsung, who really made the first one. And I oh, love yeah. that actor, like his, his facial Piala expressions, his wide readings. Yeah, he, he was amazing. And he's come back to play that role in the game. Like they had a, a skin that was his look from the movie and he mm. voiced it. He, he's always happy to come back and play that character. So it's always your soul is mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let let me ask Mike a question now. As a guy who played the games, out of these two, do you have a, like, oh, that's the best pull, like the centaur guy or, you know, like the the banshee girl or one of the robots? Do you have, like, a favorite standout from those two? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, in the original Mortal Kombat, I got to see Reptile in lizard form, but also, like, human ninja form. So that was great for the first movie. That's what I wanted was to see Reptile. Uh, even though he has like clones and it's a little weird. But the second yeah. movie, I really was excited to see Cyrax and Sector, the, the ketchup and mustard ninjas, you know, the red and yellow uh, dirt bike guys. I didn't expect to see them live action as a youngin. And uh, I thought Jax was actually done pretty well <laughs> when I was yeah. younger, like in that sure. movie. Um, um, I'll just say this about Reptile in the first movie. Um, 
normies, if you haven't seen this, you got to go back and watch. But it's <laughs> maybe the worst special effect in a major motion picture I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like when he's in lizard form. I mean, wow. it's just like, you know, it was the 90s. It was a very different Luke era. Luke so. is like wrestling with them in <laughs> air, but he's clearly holding nothing. And they did a special on it on the news. Like, look at how powerful computers have become. And as a kid, I was like, you, you could do anything. Yeah, I can't yeah T2, it. pretty much the same year, right? Yeah, and T2 looks incredibly oh, better. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but so, it's so, it's it's the same as like, you know, looking at some N64 graphics back in the day and thinking like, <laughs> wow, this is like so realistic, like Goldeneye, you know, like, oh my God, like this is like photorealism. If you go back and we'll look at it today, it looks like shit. So like, you know, that's just a, a you know, the passage of time makes all digital yeah. effects Beautiful look worse. Byproduct. So yeah. when we get, you know, we'll get to it in the new movie. They, they take another stab at reptile, uh, pun intended. How about that? Uh, we'll see how it turns out. Um, interesting, Paul, this W.S. Anderson thing. He didn't do the sequel, as Jacob pointed out. And when he realized how terrible Annihilation turned out, that's why he vowed to stay on for Resident Evil. Because mm. he was like, if I walk away, wow. they're going to make it turn into shit. And that's why he stayed on for all the Resident Evil sequels. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I, I would, again, guess you know. Those yeah, are my favorite. I don't know. They're They're not true to the game, though. They, they, they yeah. have probably a fun franchise, but I don't think it's true to the game. You know what I mean? And that's uh, where I'm Assassin's landed. Creed, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Anyone yeah, I know saying that's, that's the favorite. best? <laughs> well, if you want to be accurate to the game by being, you know, a shameless cash grab from a major studio, then yes, Assassin's Creed is the most accurate <laughs> video games movie. But we're not here to talk sad. ass Creed. We're here to talk ass kicking. Um, original <laughs> movies. That's one of my best uh, combos <laughs> on the moves list here. Um <laughs> Any other life. standout moments for these originals before we start to look at this new uh, Mortal Kombat Jacob said Goro, you know, the special effects, absolutely. You get a practical um, Goro. Point of con- here, here's yeah. what I'll say then. That's a good point of contrast. We have some characters that show up in both. Obviously, we have Liu Kang in both. We have Sony Blade in both. Jax shows up in the original in Annihilation. Uh, the standout of the original movie for me was Kano and still is Kano. That original wow. 95 depiction of Kano. Put a smile sure. on your partner's face, though. Ear to ear. <laughs> Hello, baby. You know, it's like he's new such Kano, a scum. New Kano, yes. He, yeah. he new elevates Kano the I movie. He is astounding. Um, a new Kano steals this film. Yeah, the new film. So Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. With the new uh, new movie, I would say anytime Kano was on screen, I was having a good time. Uh, and there's yeah. a lot of boring parts in the new movie. So he really saved, wow. saved that movie for me. But uh, okay. original Kano was great, too. Goro looked great, and uh, the way they do that is like that was like an animatronic where it requires like five people to control them or something. So pretty, oh, pretty advanced for the time. Those are five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> yeah, when Johnny Cage throws the picture at the end, and it says like to your, you know, to my best fan or whatever. That's like right out of the yeah, games, right? A lot of people. I always thought that that meant Scorpion was a big Johnny Cage fan, and he carried that photo with him his whole life. But I think what it what it really is is. That's his friendship in the game is he gives you an autographed photo. So, it like, yeah, fell out of his genius. pocket. Johnny Cage has that. So, he can always, oh, you're my biggest fan and right. give it to somebody. Anyway, I always had that wrong. I like the idea that Scorpion just really likes cheesy action movies secretly. Sure. That with him. <laughs> but I also wanted to mention about Scorpion. Uh, his, his power in the original, in the 95 movie, is instead of just having a regular rope knife thing, it comes out of his hand and there's, like, a little dragon head on it that opens and clo- like bites you mm-hmm. and i just thought that's an, an incredible like uh translation from the game 
that's just like doesn't make any sense, but for some reason it's just very it's just funny and it just works. <laughs> and and another great example of CGI. And what happens when it dies? Does he just <laughs> does it regrow its head? No, I don't no, know. It just goes back into his hand and then that's the last we see of it. But uh, yeah, and how about amazing. Jacob? The um, you know, Scorpion and Sub Zero aren't really characters as much as they are in the new movie and, mm-hmm. and to the bigger mythology in these original ones. But what did you think of the Sub Zero to Sub Zero Two by Annihilation and just the effects downgrade of like you know sliding on dumb ice stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't really follow. Like it's his brother in Annihilation, and he's trying to get revenge on Scorpion or whatever. Sure. There's too many. There's smoke in the in Annihilation. There's too many ninjas. I'm, I just get really Rain. confused. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, there's so many ninjas. It, it, yeah, there's Bihan, Noob Sabat. There's smoke. E-Mac. There's Cyber Smoke, Ermac. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, if there's a color, there's a ninja for it. <laughs> but uh, they do they do get more personality in later games, but um. Sub-Zero does become a good guy, but I guess it's a good transition to the new movie. Traditionally, the original Sub-Zero is a villain, and uh, that's what we get in the uh, 2021 Ooh. film. So, Yeah, and Scorpion and uh, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are like mortal enemies, and they have this Yeah, to rivalry. steal from Godzilla, uh, they share an ancient rivalry. And uh, I guess it's time to let them fight Mortal Kombat 2021 right after this. <laughs> Yeah, we're back. We're talking Mortal Kombat 2021. You know, I think it opens strong, but you know, what do we think, guys? You know, we got Bihan, as we just said, versus uh, yeah, Hisashi. Opens with an epic showdown, gives a little more weight to the heavy hitters. Look at all the marketing for this movie, Mike. This is a film they tried to release in theaters that's also on HBO. It seems to be doing pretty well, but the posters are one half Scorpion, one half Sub-Zero. And they released this first seven right. minutes online to even further kind of build up. This is, you know, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, you know, let's go. Totally. And yeah, it's really focusing on those two characters more and their rivalry. And then it even bookends the movie with two uh, fights between them. One taking place many years in the past when they're both human and then at the end, uh, we get the return of Scorpion from the depths of hell or wherever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's helping his his ancestor, Cole Young, everyone's favorite Mortal Kombat yes. character. Uh, and you know, they're taking on Sub-Zero together. And I thought those two I fights were awesome. you, great, great grandson in this frozen MMA ring. Right. Yeah. And uh, I loved everything. Every time they were on screen together fighting, like I thought it was awesome. Like the first scene is awesome. That the climax fight is awesome. It's more, you know, my problem is more a lot of the stuff in between. Uh, you know, I thought this movie is fun when it's not boring, uh, but unfortunately, it's boring a lot of the time. Interesting. Um, I do think like like the the effects are undeniably I think better than the '90s ones, right? But I mean, obviously, they should be because it's a movie coming out in 2021. Uh, but I did like a lot of the effects, like the Sub Zero cold stuff they do a lot of cool stuff with his cold yeah, powers yeah. so sub-zero is our villain and that's actually like my favorite stuff of this wasn't even the martial arts even though i did enjoy the scorpion fights i enjoyed like the setup and the idea that there is a terminator movie where sub-zero is the terminator like that stuff was very <laughs> cool he shoots the shotgun and the jacks yeah. i'm like this is scary and like that t- and he's awesome. like fucking yeah. people up yeah. continuously um 
Yeah, like I think you got to look at this movie in the context of coming out after the MCU, after shared universes are a thing. Totally. Like they're trying to build this mythology around, you know, that everything's an ancient prophecy with the, the birthmarks. A group of people with powers must come together to fight a threat that will threaten the, the entire world. Yeah, you win right. 10 tournaments in a right. row, they've won nine. It's like, this is a lot of exhibition. <laughs> But Mike, that was the first That's movie in the original too. too they yeah. used that plot point. I was blown away by that fact. That, so, I, so, Mike, I always well, wondered I who was know. fighting in the first nine tournaments, though. That's my question. Like, were there oh, Earth champions? Maybe before? Nightwolf in that kind of montage. Yeah, or, uh, we had? maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, who knows? Who knows? We'll find out in the prequel films, <laughs> right? Some ancient yeah. people, Mike. I want to stay with. Let's stay with Sub Zero mm. and Scorpion. What did you think of? Were those the, like for Jacob, the top points for the movie for you? No, uh, but we can stay on them. Wow. They were very good. Uh, you know, Joe Taslam is playing Sub-Zero. He was also in the HBO Warrior series. He's kind of the Bruce Lee insert character in that. So he keeping it in the family by, you know, joining the Mortal Kombat cast. I think he does a good job with Sub-Zero. Like I said, they do an interesting job of making those characters, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, feel threatening and like real and grounded like especially with scorpion's mm-hmm. introduction and then the fight later and just as i said the way sub-zero is such a threat to like the average person it, like i found that very interesting yeah well and they give them like real backstories compared to in the 95 version they're kind of more like background characters which i always they're you like know i like scorpion and, just, and sub-zero a lot from yeah, the they're game just there yeah they're under control from Shang Tsung. kid yeah uh, but I thought they were good in this. I thought the effects were good. And I liked anytime Kano was on screen because he was like the only character with any kind of personality. So I loved him. He kind of injected some much needed humor into the this movie. I love Kano. I want to talk about Kano real quick. I want to say my take on mm-hmm, Scorpion please. Sub-Zero is I think their costumes were fucking dog shit. I think they're encumbersome. I think putting so much on Sub-Zero, including stuff hanging off him, the waistcoat stuff... When he's doing those high kicks, you can't see his legs stretch out. And then Scorpion, it's so busy. You know, it's it's uninteresting putting so much stuff on top of him. Yeah, right. I, I, right. I would agree with that. And even Joe Taslam said, like, it was really kind of hard to do martial arts in the suit. And I, I think the choreography does suffer in this. And even, like, Scorpion, it's like, yes, he's Japanese. So what if he had a ninja costume mixed with a samurai costume? And it's like, there's a lot of shit going on. Right. I, I'm kind of with you there. Well, I want to say this about the fighting. So um, I thought there, you know, the fighting, it wasn't amazing, but I thought there was some good choreography in this. I think the main difference is that this movie focused a lot more on like special powers that different characters have. Whereas in the 95 version, it's much more like pure martial arts, like, you know, kicking and punching each other. This one, it's like, you know, they're, they're basically the X-Men, right? Like they each have like a special mutant power. They're, they're training to like discover their arcanas. Uh, which is, you know, can be which whatever. Which script and my, does not fi- spell it with a K, I, I, we riot. Arcana. Oh, really? It better <laughs> be, yeah. Ar- Ar- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arcana. Um, my favorite one of these, I think, was Jax, where he just has little weak robot arms that suddenly turn <laughs> oh, into strong so robot arms. But it's like, that's not a well, power. So like, arcana, why don't you just give him strong arms to Right, if his with? arcana was to have bigger robot arms, what if he'd never got his arms ripped off in the first place? What would happen? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a very convenient... I guess it would like, be like the second movie where he'd just wear the gauntlets, yeah, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and I think I think in Annihilation he just had augmentations to his arms. He takes them off like to prove that he doesn't need arms. these, and he beats up Mataro in Annihilation. Right, right. So this one, it's kind of like a convenient explanation to be like, see, like you know, Kano has a laser eye, of course, because that's his Arcana. <laughs> I guess. So it can just be anything, really. Um, <laughs> not a fan of the Arcana thing, for the record, my personally, it's not from the game. Wow. No, yeah, really, it's, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of changes that they make in this movie to explain certain things that you don't really need to explain like that. Like with the Arcanas, with the birthmarks where you can either be born with one wow. or you can kill someone with one and then steal theirs, which is what Sonya Blade does because her whole arc is like, oh, I don't have a mark. I'm not a champion until the end when she you know, kills Kano and gets his. But that makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, right? Uh, yeah, and that's the bulk of the middle, as we said, we're book ended with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, you know, as promised, they give you what you came for at the beginning, but then they kind of shift gears, as we said, to Cole Young. So, Colin, let me ask you about um, everyone's favorite creator character, uh, Cole Young, you know, how do we we feel about this this guy as our pro tag? Actor Louis Tan, I also did a little uh, extra homework. I watched his show, Woo Assassins, on Netflix, a couple episodes Mm, of that mm. as well, I guess he's known for bad guy in an episode of Iron Fist. This guy, Mike, is kind of known for talking shit about the projects he's involved mm. with. He says, oh, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Flynn, uh, or Finn, uh, the guy who played Iron Fist, uh, Finn yeah. Jones. Oh, couldn't do the martial arts. They should have hired me. Kind of says the same stuff about the Wu Assassin's lead as well. They can't do the karate as well as me. So I'm like, already kind of against yeah, this guy. kind of a jerk. <laughs> now... In the hindsight of the movie, you know, you read all these interviews of what was the intention of the character, because Normies, you know, spoilers, like Mike said, he's a creative character. Fully, totally original character created mm-hmm. for this. They knew the risks going in on that. They said, well, we know it's going to be hard for the audience to buy in. I'm confident that we're going to make a guy where if you were playing the game, you're going to pick Cole Young next time. And I got to say, as Jacob is very quickly (laughs) nodding his head now, Cole Young is maybe the worst (laughs) character in the existence of creative writing. (laughs) I'm with you there. And you're a writer, so you know. Yeah, you know, in the original, the main character is basically Liu Kang, right? It's kind of Liu Kang's show for the first two movies. Kind of centers around him. Now, instead of making it about Liu Kang, they... They make a new crea- created character who is so boring and uninteresting. Uh, it, it it's really confounding. I think, yeah, it's, yeah. Part of the Has- uh, Hasa Hashimi. I'm sorry. I apologize. Complete butcher there. The Scorpion bloodline. Yeah. Yes. We don't really get a you know why he's an orphan. You know what what happened to the bloodline that they would start like ditching each other. It's almost like Assassin's Creed, right? But I saw an interview where they said. Well, you have to understand about his arcana, you know, when it's released, a full body set of armor with one tonfa and one bladed tonfa that he creates yeah. is all about family. His power is family. You know, the, what way? <laughs> the, the look of the armor is the same as the basket of, of you know, the, the child of Scorpion that's put inside. Oh. You know, it's all about tying into this, like, protection that's the bloodline. I go, oh, no. my God, that is the that worst. Is terrible. It's so stupid. They made this, they, they decided, let's make a new character and make the whole thing about him. He's kind of like the chosen one. And his power is that he has a cool uh, armor shirt uh, 
Well, no, that's it's the thing not we cool don't know what his stupid. power is. He's an MMA fighter who's washed up. I thought it was his stepdaughter he was interacting with. It's his real daughter who I watches it was, him get his I, I thought ass it was like kicked his sister. for $200 yeah. I thought it was his sister night. until they introduce his, his wife. Sure. And yeah, it's it's his family is like completely pointless again. I like, just want to protect my family. I, I'm trying to make it about my family. <laughs> my arcana is my family. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shh, quiet. And Cole. it does come out of... Uh, <laughs> Go. It seems to, yeah, it, it kind of comes out of the friend, the family friendship bracelet that his daughter made for him. So I guess there's the connection there, but it's just so random. Like, and he just gets some weapons and yeah, like, that's, that's his power. Yeah, that's the confusing part too, because in the beginning of the film, right, we think they're, you know, Chekhov's uh, punching bag. They call him, you know, cold punching bag because he just takes a lot of punishment. So then when he, he gets the suit on <laughs> yeah, and you're that, like, is this great. like Bishop or is this like Black Panther's suit where it can absorb kinetic energy and it starts to glow when he's fighting Goro. I think he's going to redirect it. But then he also gets weapons. Like it needs to be just one thing or the other. It can't be all the right. things, right? Yeah. Mike, as a Mortal Kombat boy that you are, you know, I, I confess to you, I had Wikipedia open the whole time mm. so that I could like look up who certain people were and what was going on. We're watching it. You know, you don't know Cole Young is uh, an original character. He could be Johnny Cage. He could be revealed. You know, that could be his fighting name at some point. He's a cage or fighter. So at one point, I'm like, <laughs> it? oh, it's that guy. Baccarat or whatever, Rocket, who yeah. has the blade of things. I'm like, maybe he's a take on them. No, absolutely nope, not. He's just Cole Young. No. I, I call him a Mortal Kombat man. That's my <laughs> name for that, that power. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And again, to go back to the Arcanas, they're so random and they can literally be anything. And like Sonya's one is like so half-assed. It's like hilarious. Like, you know, she kills Kano, comes back and then we don't even see it. But all of a sudden, you know, Melina, someone's involved with a fight with Melina, right? And then all of a sudden she appears, Amazing shoots memory. her, shoots Melina with some kind of. It's a purple little you know, beam. Rings. She, she gets that yeah. in the games. She gets it's that in the game. I've never seen that before. Game, yeah, a weird but pose. again, you're like, Jacob's. <laughs> that's a gift from Kano. That's what a, is? You just shot a hole Kano. through a <laughs> monster. Yeah. Where did that come My, from? Like the other people's arcanas, <laughs> they needed like a month or whatever for them to come out. Yeah. Uh, she immediately gets hers and is so half assed, like the explanation. Kung Lao, a character I absolutely Hat love man. because yeah. he gets the, like, um, what's guy. the rope guy in Suicide Squad where he's like, he can't even be introduced with everybody else. He's like, hey, I'm. I'm also here. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm dead. Um, but you, you're like, oh, his is teleportation. No, I think it's just controlling the hat. Controlling his razor hat, uh, which is, you know, obviously a thing from the game. First time we've seen Kung Lao in a, mm-hmm. in a movie. So he was not in the Amazing. 90s versions. Uh, so it's nice to see him. But it's so like, if you think about it, it's just stupid. Like his hat spins in a circle and can cut that's people. That's a fatality like, from the game, though. Like, that's a fan. I know, story. I know. But <laughs> and he does say flawless victory, yeah. Jacob, and it does sound like a guy dubbed his voice when he says well, it. Well, I gotta tell you, too, there's there's times when, like, in the first movie, they say flawless victory, and he says it here, but I don't think they know what that means. It's not a flawless it's victory. flawless yeah. victory. Yeah. In the 95 yeah. version, they do this, too. Yeah, it's like, Shang Tsung says flawless victory when it's clearly not because a flawless victory no. means the other guy didn't a land any hit, hits on right. you. That's the whole point of it. You yeah. get the P, you get the perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they misuse flawless <laughs> victory in all of these, unfortunately. Amazing. <laughs> so, so far... It's just, can I just real quick... I know we want to talk about others. We'll talk more about Kano, your guys' favorites. That. Mine, Liu Kang. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a guy who loves the lead character, but I thought Ludi Lin fucking crushed this role as Liu Kang. But real quick, I gotta say, I liked the birthmark stuff. Really? I thought that was all 
really interesting, guys. I thought that was a good hook to it. I've seen the criticism now that it's the Chosen One stuff. I disagree. Look at Jax. You know, I like that the you kill, you become the transitive champion mm-hmm. or whatever. He's just a guy thrown into the situation or whatever, right? I do right. like there's a way to kind of inherit it, you know, like from defeating somebody. Like, like that's cool. But also... It's, it's a justification for one-on-one fights why these people would be the champions, even though I don't like that it's the one time it's kind of muddily explained is... Our lead guy just inheriting it for years. That that does not does make any sense. Does his daughter have it too? Right. Yeah. Well, right. This you is know? what's confusing. Is like this is the tenth. You know, it's about to be the tenth tournament of Mortal Kombat. They lost the first nine. Where was Cole Young even this whole time? It. Like Cole Young's an adult. Like he could have fought in the early tournaments, right? He had the birthmark yeah. this whole time. So why is he just finding out about Sub Zero? Could have just killed Baby Cole. You know. Right. Done and done. Yeah. So there's, you know, I don't know the, the video game movies and their plot holes. So there's weird stuff with the contrivances, <laughs> and, and that's kind of the vehicle. It's Cole is getting chased by Sub Zero. They send Sub Zero to basically kill all the Earth champions before the tournament starts. You know, give him a little Nancy Kerrigan, uh, and then that's how they're going to defeat Earth Realm. Like, we'll kill all their champions, and that'll be that. So Cole is kind of the audience insert character. What's all this? And we had yes. that with Johnny Cage in the first movie. He's just a Hollywood guy who's like, what's all this? And he's at least likable. Uh, Cole is not. Right. And that's the chunk of the movie that we're saying is boring. And so now this is where I would like to say we're going to be right back where we talk about the best thing and other things in that chunk of the movie. It's Kano, baby. <laughs> right after this. Yeah. Right, so then we're back. Yeah. And then we're talking the best character ever. We're talking Kano. We get an introduction to this character that, again, makes our lead character seem like the stupidest person who has mm-hmm. ever existed. He, he reaches out to Sonya Blade. He has to leave his family behind, Cole Young, to go on this adventure, like Mike said, to insert himself into Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Learns the conspiracy. She is holding captive someone who has one of these marks, Kano. Kano what? Just fucking Kano. Mm-hmm. Now we're really understanding that this is an R-rated movie because F-bombs just very <laughs> loosely start getting dropped from this course, point. Of course, yeah. Right? Gotta use Meet Josh Lawson, who's playing Kano. He's a guy who later will say he's working on a Kano graphic novel. <laughs> I mean, it is truly <laughs> amazing. He's drawing stuff. A, his own graphic yeah. novel about his own adventures. Right. Right. <laughs> Cole Young says Kano, just Kano. What is that? Russian? Now, Kano has basically said to him, good day, mate, at this point. <laughs> it yeah, is, it makes our lead character seem so fucking stupid. <laughs> it is almost, you just wonder, why put this in the movie? Right. Yeah. Well, it's, and to put him next to someone with so much charisma is really not well, doing Mike. Cole yeah, that's services. the thing is Kano is the only character with any kind of like personality or wit to them. So it's like he really shines when he's on screen because all the other characters are just so dull that uh, he he's just having all the fun. And like the scenes like at the dinner when they're when they're, uh, you know, in the temple with uh, Liu Kang and, and Raiden and everyone. Pass me a fucking hey, what's your name? <laughs> Kung Pao, give me an egg roll. <laughs> yeah, he's got so some crass. hilarious digs in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then, um, yeah. Like a fucking so, head cap at the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every time he's, he's, he's on screen, like it's great. Um, mm. 
Mike, inter- yeah. your favorite character, the reptile fight. I-, I would say maybe one of the best fights in the movie, in my opinion. Maybe number one. What did you think right here? True. In- interesting take on it. Uh, the reptilian version of reptile has never been my favorite. Um, so, you know, there's that, but I, I think they did an interesting job of like the powers and then they, you know, have to stab him so they can see where he's at with the flares. I think that was like really creative and yeah, yeah. Kano gets his injury. Kano gets his injury and he punches his, you know, punches his heart out. You know, Kano wins. Yeah. Like that's a Which is a classic, <laughs> classic Of course, the guy is going to take <sighs> down the alligator, the crocodile, you know, the reptile hunter. Yeah. So Kano is great. I would say, um, from the other characters in the movie, uh, I did like Liu Kang. Kung Lao was cool, like for a minute, but then he dies in such a like, like he just gets killed off like very quickly. Uh, kind of disrespectful to Kung Lao's character, I feel like. Yeah. Um, well, you guys by the ultimate bad guy, Shang Tsung. Now, Jacob, you said he was your favorite part in the last one. What did you think of this guy? An actor we've seen before. He played the accountant in The Dark Knight. You know those the Christopher okay. Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. I thought he was good. Like it's a it's a big part to live up to from the original. Um, so I don't think he surpassed obviously the '95 version, but he's doing the best with what he's given. I think it's almost like they combined the Emperor Shao Kahn with uh, Shang Tsung because he's kind of. I thought he was the emperor of the of the outworld this whole time because the way they explain it, like they don't mention Shao Kahn. I don't think in this movie, he's just like controlling everyone from, from outworld. So it's not that well explained, but we see the picture of him and the mural, you know, the hall of past fights. We see the emperor. Um, Mm. I agree with you, Jacob outworlds, not really explained that well. He's like, we see him as the King or the leader. And at one point he's walking to Prince Goro's. He's like covered in dirt. They're all like filthy from this like long walk. I'm like, oh, okay. Is the reveal here going to be that he wants to conquer Earth for a speech of like, look at you. You come from a world populated with, you know, life and beautiful things. I'm from this, you know, like hellhole. No, we don't get justification for his character so much as it's like, I will swallow your soul. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he does. So he he sucks out Kung Lao's soul and he does say the, the iconic, your soul is mine. But it's uh, not, not as good one as the tenth as good as Carrie no, Tagawa. Yeah, no. Not even close. And they have this effect this on his voice. Oh, you hate him? I think he has no charisma whatsoever. <laughs> I don't buy that he's a threat at all. Like zero he's, threat he's, level and too many shoulder pads. They don't pads. use him right, man. He's definitely calmer. You know, he's less animated. But I do yeah. like the effect they use on his voice where it's, I can't describe it, but he's kind of got like this right. multiple voice thing going on when he talks. Yeah, he just, I think the armor doesn't match him. Like, I don't read Sorcerer when I see him. I see Warlord mm. when I see him, and Shang Tsung is like yes. a great sorcerer. So, his silhouette doesn't kind of match his, his function. Right. Um, but then at the same time, I think Raiden is also really terrible in this. And if he could have teleported I anyone think anywhere. Raiden is yeah, the ahead. worst part of the movie. Yeah. Introducing him when we eventually get to the Valley of Light or the Temple of Raiden, Kano has to get us there. Very funny scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a angry master, you know, the like, look at the students you brought me. This is bullshit. And it's like, it is, it is such a weird energy that, you know, he's not going to have for the rest of the movie. He's no Miyagi. You know how we fucking love Miyagi mm-hmm. on this goddamn podcast. He's not even a Johnny Lawrence for God's sake. <laughs> no. At least Johnny Lawrence is mean, but he'll teach you something. This guy's just like, y'all fucking suck. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I think in the, in the 95 movie, like Kano or, uh, 
Raiden was very interesting because he's kind of like his whole thing is like he believes in humans and mortals. Like he's he's championing the the realm of Earth against you know Outworld and all these monsters and stuff. And he's a god, but he believes in humans and stuff. And you don't really get that in this one. Yeah, kind we, of a crazy Yoda vibe. You know, he's putting on the hermit act almost to to sort of hide uh, this uh, elevated creature status. Yeah. yeah. And then he's even like, oh, you know, I can't do that much. Like, my hands are kind of tied. Like, I'm not allowed you to can't interact. interact. The it's elder like, well, you're gods. fucking useless then. <laughs> and then he, we, we were calling him Gandalf, and he does the you shall not pass with the staff. So good. And then Kano calls him Gandalf. And it was like, that's perfect. <laughs> Once again, thank you, Kano, for what saving about this me? movie. I knew I'd get my power first. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about Kano more. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just to go back to the X-Men of it all, like... The yes. Arcanas, what do you guys think about the Arcanas? Because I didn't mind them so much as a way to explain certain things. But again, you don't have to explain things. Like, it's certain things from the video game. They don't need explained. In the 95 yeah, version... you know, but you know, why would Liu Kang shoot a fireball versus sometimes Sonya throws her knife, which we get a scene of that, but also yeah. sometimes she shoots green lasers <laughs> out of her fist. You know, right. does that make sense? And sometimes Scorpion takes off his mask and he's got a skeleton head and he just breathes yeah. fire on you. <laughs> That's well, very all, true. All Liu Kang true. had to do in Annihilation was take a nap next to a fire to learn how to turn into a dragon. So, <laughs> yeah. You just got to yeah. meditate right and it'll unlock. Like, it doesn't have to be... Right. I just yeah. think, you know, they are looking at this in the lens of like, we were trying to build a bigger shared continuity here. We, we were planning for sequels, doing all this stuff. Like it's a post MCU movie. Absolutely. Every movie is like a, a, this grand origin of like this prophecy that they need to draw out over three movies. So they're definitely planning for that. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard there was even a rumor of it being four things initially. I don't know what they're going to do now. I'm not sure this did well. You know, Bach, it's the number one opening of mm. pandemic times. It's not gangbusters, sure. but it's doing well as people are watching it at home. But I do think, like Jacob said, they're doing this MCU thing. But this feels like it would be so much better served as a TV show, like a Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, have started with Sonya and Jax looking for the champions for six episodes and then have a Liu Kang and Kung Lao arc and build up to it. There is a mythology here, Mike, you Mm -hmm. know, and if you are making it dense... I know it's dumb. All we ever do is pitch like, and I'm, this is executives too. This is the new brand of, well, you know, why should it just be a movie? Don't we want people coming back every week? We are AT&T now, after all. You have to use our cell phones and make sure you watch something on our cell phones. And you right. go, yeah, I don't know. But I would agree. You know, they're, they're I just think they're, I don't know. There's, there's more to do. But then I, I am so turned off when they are obviously like, you know, here, hey, at the end, make sure you go off and find Johnny Cage because now we need real fighters because it's right. actually Mortal Kombat technically for the next one. And you go, okay, yeah. well, what was this? Right. It's like, you know, Shang Tsung is trying to kill the champions before they break enter the, the tournament and breaking the rules, which Raiden says you can't do, but then he does anyways and it doesn't really matter. So um, sometimes they say, oh, the Elder Gods are, are lazy. Like sometimes the Elder Gods <laughs> just don't give a shit. It's right. like, eh, whatever. I get it. They don't care. Um, yeah, it's just the, uh, yeah, it's the, you know, we're, we're trying to make a, we're trying to make a trilogy. So this movie is going to suffer because it's basically the first act of a larger story. Um, so we're trying to build up all this mythology, but then this movie as a standalone suffers because of that, I think. 
Yeah, and I think their, their desire to rush through things kind of can hurt future properties. Like Prince Goro, you, you see his silhouette and then he shows up and fights in a gone. barn. That's like a terrible use of that character. Yeah. Now he's gone forever. I mean, they, they say that no one's gone forever. You know, Shang Tsung says death is just a doorway. Because <laughs> right. I really hope that's maybe how we get Kano with a metal eye now because he got stabbed right. in the eye, you know. So, there, there's ways to keep it going, but it just felt yeah. like, yeah, well, like definitely, that's not how you should use Goro at the very least. No. Yeah, I definitely think they would they would bring back characters that were killed in this one. Um, and then they and also they have, have some like, evil Kung Lao and evil Liu Kang arcs in the game. Mm. So, that like, Kung Lao could come back as a villain, you know, later, which would be interesting, you know. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a ton of lore they could just mine for for oh, more easily. content. And um, I did appreciate, you know, they threw in some lesser known characters to kind of be fodder so they could kill some people like Cabal yes. and um, Melina so, is Admiral a lot of Hammer yeah. guy. <laughs> well, no, oh yeah, yes. hey, that's that guy's name. So that's Reiko. I didn't sure. know that until the credits rolled, but I need to talk about How this How many did you not know, Mike? I only did not know Nitara and Reiko. The you knew, you knew Cabal? I like Cabal a lot, and he does not wow. have a Boston accent. He's like, he's <laughs> yeah, a really he, cool I thought he was like, that's what I liked about accent. him. He's like, hey, it's me, Cabal. <laughs> no, he's I one of my favorite. bad guy. I'm also a plumber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, okay, that was, well, that's interesting. He's coming straight out of the Mario Brothers video game yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah, He's no, about he to doesn't suck have his that soul. I like the scream they make. His right arcana before. is super speed. Is <laughs> yes, that true? Force. Yeah, in the games, he's really he's really fast. Yeah, wow. And he but does have a relation to Kano, where he's like a member of Kano's Black Dragon mercenary outfit that Kano like betrays at some point. So he's he was nearly burned to death, and that's why he has to oh, wear all does that he, shit. Yeah, put he him has in the like latex. Burn tissue. You can't tell because everything's black. But yeah, his his whole body is like burned, like Deadpool style. Um, but Reiko first appeared, I think, Mortal Kombat 4, stupid character. But that actor, I really like. He was in Mad Max Fury Road is the big, bald brother who oh, throws sure, the engine sure. in the car. The big war boy. Yeah, yeah. but there's a movie called uh, Muay Thai Giant, and the actor is called Nathan Jones. In Muay Thai Giant, he stars as the bumbling foreigner big guy with a heart of gold in <laughs> Thailand who befriends the children, and then he's fighting a criminal organization, but he can't fight. And the kid gives him spicy samtum papaya salad. And it's so spicy that he becomes Hulk rage mode. And that's how he oh, defeats. Sure. So, so Nathan Jones, I always have a soft spot for him because of this terrible movie. And maybe if Reiko ate some spicy papaya salad, he wouldn't have got his head crushed by Jax. But, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. I don't what know. Again, do? the funniest part of the movie for me was, um, you know, Jax's weak little baby robot arms turning into yeah. strong arms all of a sudden, yeah. and that's his arcana. Uh, and then at the end, he says, "These will fucking do." <laughs> yeah, these will work. Yeah, okay. yeah. And again, some of the deaths, even of the minor, like Melina's death, is just so like Melina so also wasted character. She didn't yeah. have an accurate costume. Her, she only opened up her jaw one time at she the very end, right wasted. before she died. And it's yeah. like that's her whole thing is that she's got like a, a crazy you know, teeth. Um, yeah, she wears a mask to hide it. Right. You know? and, like, and then on. the reveal wasn't even good because the whole time she doesn't have a mask and she has like weird, like, you know, blood on her yeah, face she's or got whatever. blood there. Yeah. yeah. And then all at the end, Reiko she opens it up. was killed by Jax's finisher. He should have mm -hmm. been killed in the spike pit, you know, to do the yeah, level. He, they you know, were he on the been pit. In. Yeah. Um, vampire Mitara. girl. What, what is the flying? She was Mitara. sliced in half by Kung Lao, which was which was a very cool yeah. finisher. I yeah. did think that the buzzsaw was dope. 
Probably my yeah. favorite finisher of the movie. Do you guys have a favorite fatality? I think that was. I, I like that maybe one. Liu I like Fire Dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kano ripping Reptile's heart out. That's a classic. <laughs> that's classic. Yep. And yeah. The, yeah, the Fire Dragon. That's like a Mortal Kombat two thing. I think Liu Kang could do that. Very um, cool. This is one you know. aspect that I think is better than the '95 version. They show the fatalities. They show the the blood yes. and the violence and that's really a mortal combat like that's the core to the mortal combat is that they they yeah. have the fatalities and stuff so for the if the 95 version had that it would be a, a better movie i think but you know that was then but this movie i thought the blood effects looked pretty good like they're over the top kind of on purpose and i thought that really worked for me I think there's a sparing use of them, though. Like, when they happen, they're very cool, but a lot of times yeah. the combat is pretty traditional, just like punch, punch, kick, until we're going to get, like, a big fatality moment. But the rest right. of the time, it's fairly PG-13, and it's shot with coverage, not a lot of, like, wide shots. I, I had an issue no. with some of the choreography. But yeah. when Sub-Zero turns Scorpion's blood into a knife and stabs him with it, that is fucking yes. awesome. That's so. cool. And I thought they did a lot of cool stuff with Sub-Zero's powers. Very creative uses. Yeah. Um he can kind of like fuck shit up like really easily. Cause he can just freeze yes. anybody. Um, and I just like how the, the ice comes out of his hands. Like it looked cool. Like I thought that effect was really well, good. Jacob, you would have to have dope MMA armor to fight him to, <laughs> to stand against such a cool ice power. A gold right. suit. But the other funny thing is like, so in the beginning he freezes Scorpion's wife and, and child mm-hmm. and kills them at the end. He freezes, uh, Cole Young's wife and child and they're frozen for like, you know, presumably a decent amount of time yet. They don't automatically assume that they're dead and that, you know, they can still be rescued by Cole just punching the ice until they're free. He's very yeah. smart guys. Yeah. Oh, but then he opens a locker when they are freed and the blankets in the locker are not frozen. Oh, so he's able to warm them up. Yeah. Yeah. Conveniently. You're going to be okay. Um, we talked a little bit about how they shoot it, you know, those wide shots. Louis Tan had said, um, you know, a lot of people think that, like, it looks like CGI because I move so fast sometimes. Like, did you guys think the actual martial arts itself looked good? Sometimes. I think some were better than others, I guess. When it's Joe Taslam and Hiroyuki Sonata, that's when it's at its best, yeah. Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Otherwise, like, I was never like, damn, this is some choreography. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. It is not the raid. You know what I mean? Right. And again, I think they focus more on the powers, um, you know, so. Which is how you pitch this. We've been saying it's like the X-Men. I explained to my partner. It's like they're like like the Avengers. Like they all have a, like a firepower, ice power. Like they all right. got a superpower. That's kind of yeah, how this is. You guys are mad because you both got laser eye. <laughs> and I'm yeah, over yeah. here with my cool tonfas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, see that guy's hat? It's like Captain America's shield. You know, you like that? It's yeah, the same thing. Yes, you know? I would be <laughs> so mad. On it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but again, I do think this movie would work better if it was the tournament format. Like, that's the perfect plot yes. format structure for this yeah, movie would be arc. you could do the tournament. It's so interesting, Jacob, that again, I've, I'm complimenting the screenplay. I think there is a lot of stuff like the the wife parallel of the freezing um, mm-hmm. Hiroyuki Sonata's character, you know, he burns up the last time we see him. When the trailer of Sonya's is on fire, we see his little picture, the last thing burning up too. You know, there's a lot of repetitive, cool stuff. 
the garden gnome but, comes back, you know, and they set well, it up and pay I, it off. Mike, I really despise the. She says earlier, I have a plan to get Kano, and then she stabs him through the eye with a garden gnome. <laughs> I, I, the boy, that really on. blew my mind. Yeah. But to the strengths Jacob has been saying, embracing the video game stuff, shooting stuff sideways so that it looks like two people in a Mortal Kombat, Kombat style bout, the language. Respect to the body language, pretty much doing the exact posing and stuff, you know, of the characters. Mm -hmm. To throw all of that out in a way by saying, but it's also Mortal Kombat and there's not going to be a tournament called Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's just like, it is, right. it is frustratingly strange, don't you think? I think so, because I think there is a lot that's like fans of the games will appreciate certain re references and homages to the game. But at the same time, they kind of completely throw out certain stuff that's like core to the game, like the tournament. So it at once, it both feels like it's trying to be faithful to the games, but also trying to change stuff just for, just to be different, basically. Like they're Imagine trying to differentiate themselves from the 90, 90s movies by having, not having Liu Kang be the main protagonist and not doing the tournament. Yeah, we've got a much Imagine better character now. It's a show, guys, <laughs> called Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Okay? It stars Cole Young. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. he never gets right. the Ocarina of Time. And You'd Link like, is like a supporting what character. What is this? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, man, it was great meeting you. You're like, no, Link's not <laughs> supposed to talk. Why is he talking to Cole Young? Ganondorf's <laughs> the most in, in, interesting character in the movie. Yeah, I think we should just add Cole Young to every intellectual property now like it's any new my movie family just add cole Don't you understand and you're not allowed have to have to family them. as a superpower because that's that's for fast and the furious only <laughs> yeah only do the Vin uppercut Diesel. mike use the oh, yeah, uppercut do, i does the uppercut <laughs> all yes. right See, that's like, fight. but that's <laughs> like another reference to the games i feel like it's like hit the uppercut button you know like sure. that's why i like the leg sweeping scene because it's like he's just yes, hitting a button on absolutely. a controller and kano literally he's says spamming, don't you know any other moves <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. When Joe and I, we used to pitch each other. We used to say, what would a Super Mario movie look like, right? Or, you know, it's dumb to say a shooting game. What's one that's not Goldeneye? Because if I say a Goldeneye movie, obviously there's a <laughs> Goldeneye movie. A Perfect Here's Dark a or Halo or something, right? You would need to, you, you need to, the creativity in putting that on the screen is not just using the property to say, hey, didn't you always want to see Doom as a movie? No, because that fucking failed with The Rock, right? Mm -hmm. What you want is the you need the creative solution of what makes a video game movie different than every other movie you've ever seen, right? And to me, that was always maybe it switches to first person for like a long action sequence, and that's it. You know that that you are you feel like you are in the game. I always thought that's how it had to be. I am really impressed by this Mortal Kombat movie. That their thought to the box is, we will respect what it is. We will do the weird sideways fights. We will have, we will, we will conceptualize button mashing and spamming the leg sweep into right. an actual scene. You know that is that is creativity. Well, which is a notorious strat. Like that, yeah. the choice of yeah. leg sweep specifically. That's too. awareness like, that's of the property. That's why that was a very funny mm -hmm. like reference that only people who are experienced with fighting games and Mortal Kombat in particular will understand that reference. And so there's you almost want Kano to say like, 
your butt, your button masher. I want in the sequel. You almost want Kato. Maybe this is where the Mortal Kombat games go, or the movies. Maybe in the next one, they find out they're in a video game, like that Ryan Reynolds free guy. <laughs> it's like, and literally, Kato's like, yeah, that's why I was saying all that stuff last time, like spamming, and what's my power? <laughs> it's like obviously I'm the one who knew he was in a right. video game. Yeah, Kato does feel up. like the self-aware character. Um, yeah. And I think those those references are fun, but at the same time, so there's some times where like I think video game fans will appreciate, but then there's some changes they make that I know will piss off like the hardcore Mortal Kombat fans, yes. like changing basic things in the lore, like adding Cole Young to be this you know descendant of Scorpion. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna um, you know Mortal Kombat fans are not gonna like that change. There's a With- million. I was just going to say, like, random-ass characters right. you can just grab as your point-of-view character. Yeah. Even starting with Cassie Cage, and then it's like, I got to get my dad next time. Jesus Christ. Yes. Like, that's such a better tie-in. With reactions the way they are, Mike and Jacob, do you think retroactively they will go, just kidding, guys, he's actually somehow in the next one? Who? Hmm. Cole, Cole, Cole Young. Cage? And make oh, him, you know, dot, dot, dot instead. I think they'll stick with him as, you know, the character that he is now. But I just think, um, I think they're trying too hard to be like, we don't want to do the same things that the 95 movie did. So we're not going to make Liu Kang the main protagonist and we're not going to have the same kind of plot structure. We're going to try to change it. But I think some of the changes they made, made the movie not as good. Some of the changes they made, let's say, push it towards annihilation territory. Like, you know, the the final act where it's like, we're going to have five mini fights. Everybody's got an right. opponent. We're all going to pair off. That's the exact ending of totally. annihilation. And it just, again, it just feels more X-Men-ish or, uh, you know, Marvel-ish where it's like each character has their own superpower and they're doing their own thing. They're fighting their rival or whatever. And I think annihilation got away from the tournament format too, where it's like now there, there's no tournament anymore. They're just fighting to save the world basically because the outworld people are trying to take over the world. And then they still set up by some contrivance, one-on-one fights at the end, right? You know, they still pair off even though there's no tournament. That's like kind of what makes it like weird. Like feeling Ray yeah. learns to cheat. He can move the characters on the board too and kind of sets them off, right? So just move Cole to the safe zone, move Jax to the safe zone. Why did he have to get his arms ripped off? Just teleport <laughs> all the heroes there. Right. Can't get question. involved. Well it's like you Raiden know? can teleport people, but Shang Tsung can also just like appear through that black smoke and send Sub Zero anywhere. So it's like anyone can be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Unless they can't be because reasons. Yeah. You know. Right. Here's here's where I think I want to leave this section before we get into final thoughts. Do you want another one of these? Because as many problems as I have with the structure and kind of where it ended up, I'm okay with this vision of the universe more or less. And I want to see them attempt the tournament. You know, Colin, yeah. let me start with you. Do you want to I'm see I'm happy to hear tournament? that since you're the biggest fan, Mike. I would say yes, you know, and obviously the tease we are left on is Raiden says, for some reason, I don't understand this logic. Well, they've been talking about the prophecy the entire time, too. I don't think they ever say what the prophecy is. I've watched it twice and I never heard them verbalize what it is. But he basically says... <laughs> Now we will do the 10th fight. We need to go get more fighters. And the hint is that we're going to go get Johnny Cage, right? That somehow Mm -hmm. there were more people out there with the birthmark. These were just the only ones we could get. You know, I'm already sitting and watching and I'm like, fuck, it would be dope if like, 
you know, Joel McHale, James Marsden, you know, who are your cocky, you know, fucking asshole actory guys? Like, obviously, Tom Cruise. We're not in the world where that's ever going to happen. But I'm like, who is the modern Tom Cruise? Hell well, yeah, need- I want to see more. Yeah, they need someone uh, who also has some experience with martial arts, you know, to play Johnny Cage. But I like Johnny Cage in the 95 version because that actor was like a... a uh, martial arts He's the guy. best martial artist yes. in the movie. Yeah. Besides, well, him and Robin Shue are great. Yeah. Wait, are um, you saying they get Terry Silver, Jacob? Are you saying... <laughs> they should get Terry Silver. I think they he's get too old now, but... Uh, Terry Silver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I would I would like us to watch a sequel of, of this movie, mainly because I feel like this movie had some potential that kind of got wasted. It feels almost like a prequel to the movie that we should have got. Um, and it just feels like they're stretching out you know, they're like, oh, we need to do this movie to set up the next, the tournament in the next yes. movie. And we're going to, we have so many characters we haven't seen yet, like Johnny Cage, Katana, like there's so many different characters they could bring in. Um, yeah. So I, you I, know, I like this movie well, when I wasn't bored. That's what I, you know, will say. Kills me. It kills me. You're bored so much. <laughs> I, I hated that thing at the end where they were saying there, there are more people out there. I kind of wanted that twist to play off of the dead thing they were saying. Maybe Raiden again, learning to break the rules. They have to pick past fighters who have lost, you know, for for the next set. And it's like each one of our current heroes has to go convince, you know, a ghost like, hey, you got to step up. I know you got your ass kicked last time. It's Nightwolf. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. the people that we were hinted at. And I'd be like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. And they could also bring back, like, Kung Lao could be, they could do evil Kung Lao next movie where he's like, Kano, please bring back Kano. Shang Tsung or something like that. Um, yeah, I just felt like this movie, there's not actually that much fighting too, which I was kind of surprised. Like the fighting is decent when it's, when it's happening, but a lot of it is just build up. And I feel like the first hour of this movie was just kind of explaining everything and setting up, you know, what's going on setting up all the characters. Um, yeah. They have to do a lot of legwork because it is a lot of people are unfamiliar with the lore and it's confusing and, and you know, I guess we'll just roll this we'll just roll into final thoughts kinda of off the back of this. But um like in the games even, there's times when there's no tournament happening and people are just breaking the rules. There's like a power vacuum in Outworld oftentimes and there's different factions trying to take ownership there and on Earth and you know the you know, it's the, it doesn't have to be a tournament, but for the average audience in the way it's advertised it should have been i would like to see the tournament next time and they did plant seeds for a lot of stuff like you know sub-zero got killed and they need a robot eye for kano so that leads to the cyber initiative now we're going to get cyber sub-zero and that's where you get kind of the robot ninjas right like that's like we have a little workshop you know fuck it you know they could do a lot like the zombie kung lao and then he has to face off against Liu kang his brother um and uh, that's an interesting dynamic to have to fight, you know, your, your family, you know, in the next in the tournament, even. Right. Yeah. What happened to Liu Kang's brother Chan from the '95 movie? <laughs> oh yeah. Liu, no. <laughs> Favorite part. They, of the they shout out Bo Raicho. I would like to have seen him. You know, the drunken master mm. uh, mm. mentor character. But we get Shinox amulet um, Easter mm-hmm. eggs, Mike. You know, before we get to final thoughts, where yeah. was there anything else you wanted outside of you know? I keep saying Night Wolf. 
uh, like Kota Khan. There's like the Mayan helmet of him, you know, in, in the one scene too. Mm. Yep, you see the shout out to Kotal Khan. Um, it's I don't know if there's anything I would have seen in this. You know, I got I got reptile. I would have preferred a humanoid version, but you know, if you get killed by Kano, like what more can you really ask for? So yeah, I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, I did like the moment when he's like he like stabs the um, flare into him, so you can see. He's like, now I can see you. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Um, Um, One thing I'll say about this movie is I feel like, I don't know what the budget for this was, but I definitely felt like there was times where you could see like they're trying to save some money. Like the effects, for the most part, I really thought they looked good. So I feel like they spent a lot of their money there. Locations, not so much because a lot of locations are just like a desert, a rock quarry, like generic underground caverns like i felt like the location Jane, the fact that we went to so sonya's trailer multiple times and yeah. the fact <laughs> that the the writing is so in service to moving the plot forward oh you need to get to raiden's temple i've been there i'm the only human who's ever been there let me tell you right, right. now how to get there it's like oh my god and even I'm when just- we see outworld it's just like some cheap looking like rocks like or desert location weird sky effects and just the barren dirt again if if you had given me an explanation if you had given me anybody's attitude about that environment or where they're from but instead luke kang goes outworld the most deadly of the (laughs) other realms and you're like okay that's cool all right it's definitely done better in 95. Just the aesthetics and vibe yeah. of Outworld. It's like, much more distinct paintings. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it worked. It's real. The island feels real and interesting. That location so. is very interesting, yeah. Yeah, it looks like another another realm, whereas in this one, it's just kind of like, oh, they're in a desert, and they kind of mess with the with the colors so that it like the, the sky looks kind of weird. And that, yeah. That's supposed to be Outworld. I guess let me give one more complaint about Cole. You know, you know in pro wrestling... They'll introduce a new character and they really, really want the audience to like them and think that they're super yes. cool. So they'll Roman throw Reigns. one of the most popular stars in the ring with them and have yes. them lose. Right. That's what they did with Goro. They sacrificed Goro yeah. to put over this piece of shit Cole and that sucks. Right. And you know what? Cole didn't even know uh, Goro's it biggest weakness, which is you punch him in the balls. That <laughs> and is. And then you run away. <laughs> <laughs> and so he'll true. fall off a cliff on his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Prince Goro, we are honored to have you here. You don't see him; he's completely in silhouette. Then again, again, Jacob, that's that's the budget stuff you were saying. Yeah, but yeah, my I final thought Goro thoughts, looked decent when he was on screen. You know the effects yeah, of him, but I think everything they tried was decent. You know, I think this was a great swing at bat. I think this was a very ambitious movie in places yeah. where it did not need to be. And overly complicated in places where, again, it didn't need to be. I think this is something where, get out of your head. Don't worry about... I, I agree with you guys that you're remaking the first movie so much. You are. You have Jax. You have Liu Kang. You have Sonya. As long as those are your main characters. Okay, no. Yeah, it's always going to feel like the other thing. But guess what? Those are the main characters <laughs> of the video game you are right. adapting. <laughs> it is hard to ignore that. So. Right. Yeah, do I want to see something more traditional next time? I don't know. I would like to see a better hand at it. This guy is a first-time director. To me, that kind of shows, even though, again, he's an older guy who seems like he knows the property very well. That could be the screenwriters. It's a weird history of first-time directors. The second one, Annihilation, was as well. 
Paul W. Sanderson. It was his second film, but obviously his biggest budget. Like, come mm-hmm. on, he was he was really working at the height of it. Mm. I think this isn't a franchise you take a gamble on. I think this is something where you get a person who knows what they're doing. You get a Frank Darapont, you know, from The Walking Dead. You get the guy who does Castlevania, um, uh, comic book writer, what's his name? Uh, Gareth Enos, maybe? Uh, to really set some bones down into this. And not to say a direction it needs to go, meaning multiple sequels, but just what you want people to know about your franchise, what you want the normies to know. You know, again, if you're calling it Mortal Kombat and you have to say, uh, but we're not going to do that in this one, and here's a joke about why it's with a K and all this other stuff, kind of makes me feel like you're insecure about your property. So just treat it right. Hmm. You know, you mentioned Castlevania right now. I guess I'll jump into my final thoughts uh, before throwing it to Jacob. Um, Castlevania probably is the best video game adaptation ever, ever done, right? I, of all things. It's not a movie, but it's very sure. well done. So taking a page out of that book and, you know, looking at the streaming wars, I, you know, I heard the point brought up, you know, that HBO Max really does not have a huge foothold, you know, when compared to Amazon or Netflix or, or you know, even Disney+. Plus. So what they really need is is strong franchises. And what they have, as we kept saying, is a superhero franchise tailored to adults that has pretty good market penetration. You could just do this. Like have, right. before the next movie, do a side story of searching for the champions or whatever, right? Like if this was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Jackson Sonia, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, the early days, right? Like you do these things, this could be a big franchise for, you know, HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Like if they did, like Colin said, and got some people to treat it seriously because for a long time, superhero movies were not taken seriously because they thought that's just for kids. Comic books are dumb. Once they took them seriously, they're pretty awesome. So until video games get to that point, which slowly they are, where they're taken seriously as a medium to adapt you know, maybe we'll start getting something special. And I think they did an admirable attempt. And it was, as Colin said, an ambitious attempt. It didn't land everything that it did. But I think I liked enough of what it did land that I want to see a continuation of this in whatever form is financially viable for the shareholders. And, you know, I want to see more video this. game movies. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw this at you. Okay. So talking about what's the best video game adaptation, hmm. we have upcoming... The Last of Us adaptation starring Pedro Ooh. Pascal and the and Ellie is going to be surname Ellie in that I think so yeah um, is going to be played by the uh, young actress that played the uh, she was in Game of Thrones she was like the young uh, uh, northern girl northern like uh, lord's daughter or whatever that becomes. Um, the the head of the Mormonts, uh, who, mm-hmm. who oh she's a little mean girl, the little mean yeah. looking girl. So she, <laughs> okay. so it's going to be those two cast in the Last of Us adaptation. Maybe that'll be the best video game adaptation. Jacob, does it count to have a video game that is designed cinematically to finally be adapted to cinema or you know film or whatever to that's, say that it would be the best? Yeah, that's it's a good so question. different to something where I played on the Game Gear that's ten pixels moving at you know ten frames a second throwing fireballs at each other that's a great point i mean it's probably a lot harder to adapt a fighting game or something like like the last of us you're right it's designed like a movie or like a tv show where you're following these characters through this 
you know, plot where you have lots of cinematic cutscenes and stuff. That's much easier to do than animatics. Yeah. 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 Rather than, you know, a game that originally started as an arcade fighting game uh, before moving to consoles, right? And the story is basically (laughs) a paragraph at the end of when you win the game of some nonsense. Right. Mortal Kombat. You must fight Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, Here we go. But as for this movie, you know, we've said it already. It's, it's, it's it's trying to do a lot, right? I think it's a kind of an ambitious movie because it's mm-hmm. it's it wants to be a good adaptation of Mortal Kombat. It also wants to be a franchise starter of like an MCU or X Men type franchise. Uh, my question is: Is there as much interest or as much material to make a Mortal Kombat franchise like that as there is for something like X Men or Marvel? But uh, I would argue, I mean, I'm not a fan of fighting games. Like I said, um, maybe, you know, there are a lot of hardcore Mortal Kombat fans that want to see multiple movies and stuff. I would like to see a sequel and, you know, even a trilogy of this movie because I do like some of the stuff it's setting up. I think it has potential, Um, but I'm not dying for like this whole, you know, oh, let's get a Jackson Sonya standalone. I'm not sure I would even be interested in watching that. Maybe, you know, maybe there are other people that would be, but um, for me, I think one of the problems with current, you know, the current state of movies is everything is, tr- if you're not a, uh, you know, a franchise, then you're, you're dead in the water, you know? So I'm not sure, but I, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. I'll say that. Well, you know, brands are what keeps the streaming services alive. You know, Disney has a star Wars totally. brand, you know, and, and HBO max just doesn't. And this is something they could try to make into a brand. It does suck that everything has to be a franchise though, but that's kind of just where we're at. To your point, here's even less what they owe. Um, Kong, right. And Godzilla, those are legendary, a subsidiary of Warner brothers right. owned mm-hmm. by them. The first two mortal Kombat movies, new line movies, this one as well. Now Warner Brothers has purchased New Line. You almost wonder if they put the full backing of the actual studio behind this stuff. I really think they would reap greater rewards. Sure. And speaking of New Line, let's get a Dungeons and Dragons uh, Hell movie. Hell yes. Right? You know, right. New, the '90s Dungeons and Dragons was also made by New Line and had that kind of the same aesthetic of like you know that gritty uh, '90s you know kind of cheaply made feel uh poor yeah, well, super we, bad we, special effects that we, might be you set it up top the first um uh uh Mortal Kombat has the worst special effects i think the dungeons and dragons and 90s movie sure. might have the worst special yeah effects. and the note with that is you compared the cg for reptile to terminator 2 which looked way better and came out at the same time dungeon and yeah. dragons came out one year before the fellowship of the ring so oh what the hell God, are they yeah. doing you dare but hey Don't you got jeremy irons you know you, you go into lose. the wrong editing bay you see the daily <laughs> for Lord of the Rings and you're making Dungeons and Dragons, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? That is amazing that Gollum, I mean, Gollum was clearly just ahead of his time in terms of the level of effects. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, that's new line. Obviously they're putting a ton of money behind that too. Who owns Street Fighter? Who owns Dungeons and Dragons? You know, you, you, it's Mm -hmm. this movie, Mortal Kombat being made under new line is the difference in quality to Shazam being made under new line to a Justice League or to a whatever. You know what I mean? Where you look mm-hmm. at it and you're like, oh, what's the budget of Shazam? Why is he fighting in like a closet? <laughs> yeah, like you just, you, you look at it and you just go like, you gotta, I, I, you just gotta treat these better, man. Right. But again, I think there are, 
good things to build on from this movie that a sequel could definitely like, I'm not going to say this was a good or great movie. I thought it was a decent, like it could have been worse for sure. It could have been worse, Mm -hmm. but it also could have been better. And I think there's, there's like the character designs, uh, certain things like that. They are faithful to the game. And I, I appreciate like the look of things. Uh, and I think it has potential for a sequel. So I'd say let's do it. And hopefully this, it's successful enough that it'll get a sequel. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Jacob, when you see a sequel are you, and it's walking down the street, would you look at it and say, hey, get over here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, might. I would say freeze. Is, is that some of your catchphrase? Freeze. I, he doesn't uh, have one. That is kind of strange. At the he doesn't the have one. No, no. He's just chilling. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> My thought, I, I had one last thing and now, and now it has floated away. Oh, yeah, here it is. So uh, much as Cole was a self-insert replacing Johnny Cage in the original and then in the beginning of Armageddon Johnny Cage is immediately killed whatever the sequel is please just kill Cole in the first act <laughs> that <laughs> would be awesome that would be hilarious cool. yeah. a noble sacrifice you but know, he, he can't can die he's note. the he's the ancestor of Scorpion he has to fulfill get, the prophecy yeah, daughter get the ancestor of Scorpion do you, uh, there's my last question do you think we will ever see him in a game Oh man! If Depends. this did better, I, I bet they have the file w- waiting for DLC. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Reading the reviews, do we do it? I think it depends DLC because if they five. do, if they if they greenlight a sequel, if they greenlight a trilogy, then yeah, we might in a future game get a Cole Young playable character. Like you said, like in the '95, they obviously took the look of Shang Tsung from that movie and put him as like a skin in the game and stuff. So. They could definitely do that, I think. Fuck that. I have Just a give co-worker. Me this Kano. <laughs> yeah. That's a great <laughs> alternate skin. A new skin? Yeah. Get the actor. Yeah. For sure. I love that. I have a co-worker who his only complaint with the film was, why didn't they just digitally de-age Shang Tsung and use the same actor from the last movie? Sure. And that guy, I guess he's friends with uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. He was in, he's in the Death Note movies, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. And that guy has such a distinctive look that like, yeah, he's. I think he's like seventy years old now. But uh, show down a little just bring him he, back, Jacob. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. latest game, eleven, he is the DLC character. They captured his face for Shang Tsung. So obviously, you know that's his bread and butter. That's kind of yeah. how he gets there. Like you said, this Shang Tsung not living up to him for sure. No. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's what's hard is comparing the new ones to the old ones. I would rather watch the '95 version than this again. Unfortunately. But I want to see where this is going. I don't know, because I think, again, to compare the 95 version, maybe you're seeing it as, you know, through a a lens of nostalgia and and that kind of thing, which is understandable Uh, for me. (laughs) I'm in the theater of annihilation. My grandma is asleep right next to me. I have no idea why she took us to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Annihilation is definitely worse, but I don't think it's that much of a step down. I think they're both pretty bad. Wow. Um, But... You know, it's there's a lot of cheesy, over the top fun of of the '95 version, which yeah. I can see. I can see the appeal of that for sure. Um, and you know, Shang Song with his like leather trench coat that he's wearing, like he's he's just you know Amazing. that's iconic. Flawless victory, you know, all of his bullshit lines. But then they kill him, and then you know he's not even in annihilation, and that kind of brings that down for sure. Billy Zane look alike as uh, Shao Kahn <laughs> doesn't do it for you. <laughs> No, not so much. The bad guy from Sylvester Stallone's uh, Cobra. That's the only thing I know from that, dude. Mm. Another great movie. 
That's he right. keeps his gun parts in a pizza box in his fridge, if I remember well, correctly. Mike Rambo, a DLC character in the latest Mortal Kombat. He also would be a champion of Earth. <laughs> of course. Well, if that's all we have for Mortal Kombat champions of the podcast, if you enjoyed listening to this, tell us what you thought about Mortal Kombat. Tell us in the comments of this YouTube video what you thought of Mortal Kombat. That's right. Now, yeah. you guys might not know this. I do have a birthmark shaped like a dragon, and my arcana is getting you listeners to go to at normie underscore like underscore us, rate, review, subscribe, like Mike just said, check out the YouTube stuff. We're putting up videos now. Uh, we like that, and we, we hope you like it, too. Let us know your thoughts on Mortal Kombat, who you played as, who, who your favorite character was, why you love Kano 2, and that it's okay <laughs> that he's kind of racist. Uh, yeah, we, we give him a pass, because he's, he's such a delightful bad boy. He's a scum of the earth. <laughs> but we've been your hosts. This is... Uh, I'll do Colin Kang instead. Wah, wah. I'll do Mike Cole Combat. <laughs> um, this is Jaco, like Kano. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Jacob like Jax, but it's just Jacob with an X at the end. Oh, yeah, Jake's. <laughs> Jacob Six. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Bye. All right, Normies. Bye. Bye, Normies. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. It's nice. Hasashi. His bloodline. Bihan. 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 I am Sub-Zero. I have it. I've decided it's like, I am Sub-Zero. It's like... Yeah, I went to the court. I got the documents filed. <laughs> you know, like, I, <laughs> the official name change. I figured like, it out. Yes. <laughs> okay.